Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Most of you who are members here at Our Redeemer know this already. For those who are not, a little point of trivia. My grandfather was pastor here at Our Redeemer from 1974 to 1991. And he indeed was the one who planted it in my own head to become a pastor one day. And knowing that that was kind of the trajectory I was headed, I got a lot of my grandpa's books. But I wanted to share with you my favorite one of them this morning. I'm not a big get out of the pulpit and walk down around the congregation guy, but do a little bit of that this morning. This right here was my grandpa's Bible. And I'm sure like every pastor, he probably had a lot of Bibles. The reason this one is special is not because of the translation or anything about this specific Bible. In fact, if you look at on literally every page of this Bible, it is filled with it is filled with notes, underlines, things that you wanted to remember. Some of the things in here are maybe a little more personal, and so I won't share those. That's not the place this morning. This thing is falling apart. This cover has been taped back together a couple times, and now that tape is coming off as well. The reason I wanted to pull that up before you this morning to show you what a beautiful thing it is when your Bible begins to fall apart. (laughs) Because, you see, it's actually been used. I know I've kind of wrestled over the years, like, i got to have, like, one Bible that I write all the time. I have, like, eight that I use regularly. Like, which one are my kids or grandkids going to get one day? This is a treasure, not just because it was my grandpa's, but because of the visual reminder of being in the Word of God. Jesus said in our Gospel today from John chapter 8, If you abide in my Word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now that idea that we abide in the Word, in the words of Jesus, in the words of Holy Scripture, I'm on a level with you guys this morning. It doesn't mean an hour on Sunday morning, even if you're doing it every week. It means you're wearing out your Bibles. There's this kind of idea that is just sort of what we all latch onto with the Reformation, Martin Luther, 1500s, that he discovered the gospel and recovered the good news that we are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ and not by our works. And that is true. But do you want to know what the Reformation was about even before that? It was about this. It was about being in Holy Scripture. It was about reading the Word of God. Where do you think that Luther came up with these ideas? And they weren't new ideas. 
He just had not heard them. That we are saved sola gratia, sola fide, sola scriptura, or as you probably know it, by grace alone, through faith alone, as revealed in scripture alone. In our first reading from Revelation chapter 14, St. John has a vision of an angel. He actually sees a lot of angels in Revelation, and he even says, I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. Now that eternal gospel that John is describing means something more than just the good news that Jesus is risen from the dead and victor over sin and death and the grave. It's referring to the entire word of God, the entire counsel of God in Holy Scripture, because the whole point of it from beginning to end is to give you Jesus. From Genesis to the very end of Revelation, Holy Scripture is given to you to hold your salvation before your eyes. It is an eternal gospel, an eternal word. Now that word eternal suggests it has no beginning and it has no end. But it's even more than that. It has no beginning, it has no end, and it fills every time and space. And so, I call on you, my dear brothers and sisters in Jesus today, to contemplate. Is the word of God, the word of Holy Scripture, the book that proclaims Jesus crucified for sinners, given to us by grace, through faith, What role does it play in your life? He said with a loud voice, this angel, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and the springs of water. This eternal gospel, this Word of God that he speaks from the very beginning in Genesis when he speaks creation into existence. That he is speaking and working in us all throughout history and even into eternity. That eternal gospel is meant to lead to worship. That worship is not just what we do here in this space. It permeates every moment of our existence here in this world and even into eternity. This eternal gospel, this eternal word of God leads to people worshiping God, giving him glory for all eternity. The book of Revelation is a little bit intimidating. I know that. And John describes these words here in Revelation 14, right in the midst of, at least talking about all kinds of plagues and wars and 
beasts and antichrists and things like that. That's kind of what we expect in Revelation. And then he follows that up with the people of God gathered before his throne and with the Lamb, Jesus Christ, hearing this eternal gospel proclaimed. And what do they do? They worship. We are very prone to sort of try to sleuth out where we're at in the world today with war and violence, hatred, bloodshed, division on every side of us. And we're kind of left wondering, what would the people of God do right now? Here's the short answer. Wear out your Bible. How many of us are more prepared to talk about our favorite football team or talk about what's going on in the Netflix series we're streaming right now than we are the Word of God. Why are we not in this present moment filling up our Bible studies and talking about how we can be in this Word together in our homes? You know, that's where this discussion about First Communion started with a realization that we need homes and families in the Word of God and talking about the Word of God. And so these families who have brought their children to be prepared to take Holy Communion, they're not taking a short route. No, they're committing to the fact that their family, their home, their household needs to be in this Word. We need to be in this Word. For if we abide in this word, Jesus says, we will truly be his disciples, knowing the truth that sets us free. And so I want to kind of hold this idea before us. We had last Sunday a uh, presentation and a guest preacher, our missionaries, the Neuendorfs from Puerto Rico talking about the work of the gospel down there and the joy that people are finding in being taught the scriptures, taught the Bible. It just kind of dawns on me, and I'm sure there's some of you that are here this morning from other faith traditions. Just a little thought I have about us Lutherans We are woefully, biblically illiterate. And here's what's sad about that, is that what was the Reformation? What was Luther's discovery of the gospel born out of? It came out of him reading the word of God. And as I think about what the church is doing there in Puerto Rico, I can't help but think about what is the church doing here in Kingsford? And what would it look like if we had to actually finally kick people out of the church because we won't go away because we're always here studying the word of God together? Because let me ask you, my dear brothers and sisters... As you contemplate the world in which you live, how we're going to bring up our children, how we're going to make it, how we're going to deal with all these assaults and attacks around us, the devil furiously at his work, you've been given 
what you need. When St. Paul describes the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6, he says that that sword of the spirit that we hold is the word of God. God has placed in your hand the very thing you need to slay Satan and every bit of evil that comes at you and your family and those whom you love. It is the word of God. It's your Bible. I have an open invitation for anyone here. There's Bibles in the pews. There's hundreds of Bibles around this church. You don't have one. You see one, grab it and take it. Maybe not off my bookshelf, but any one of the other ones, you can have. Not this one, for sure. Find a Bible. It doesn't matter if you wear that one out or if you use it for a while and then switch to another one. It doesn't matter if you wear out the binding. Read the thing. And it will give to you the eternal gospel that leads to eternal worship. It will give you Jesus who loves you and died for you and rose for you so that you will live forever, released from death's power. I like to think about what a church, a community of faith would look like if it was everyone in total just getting together to be in the word of God together and then going home and continuing to be in the word of God. It would be blessed for sure. And as Jesus says, we would truly be his disciples. Eternal gospel that leads to eternal worship. Isn't that the goal? Isn't our goal, all of us gathered here one day, to join our voices in that eternal worship of God who sits on his throne and the Lamb, his Son, Jesus Christ, whose blood takes away the sin of the world? It comes by the word, the eternal gospel. I don't know if any of you have noticed this before. I'm sure that at some point I've pointed it out. If you look at our liturgy we're following this morning, page 184, doesn't matter which one we're using. There's all these little scripture references off to the side. You know, so if we're singing, glory be to God on high and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men, says Luke 2. For singing, holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, it says Isaiah 6. The whole thing is the Bible, beginning to end. Singing hymns that proclaim Bible truths. What we do when we gather as the people of God is gather around in a service that is literally just oozing with God's word. From beginning to end. But it's meant to be an eternal worship. That eternal gospel that leads to eternal worship. 
All for the sake of us joining our voices with all of God's dear children for all eternity. It is the greatest gift that one can receive and the one that Jesus gives freely. The one that sets us free. So dear people of God, in this time and in this place, let's start wearing out our Bibles. How can we be anything but blessed if we go forth committed to that this day and always? In fact, Jesus himself tells us it's freeing because it reveals that eternal gospel of Jesus' victory on the cross and victory over the grave that sets you free from sin, death, and the devil. May God keep us steadfast in his word. Now and always, going forward and forevermore. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.